Mama C. Mama C. Countdown. Hi. Right. And three, two. Come to you live, to kind of. Are in ironing board studios. All right, I kind of fucked that up. We're gonna do another one for me. Mama C. Countdown number two and three, two. Greetings from the prison industrial complex. You're listening to the notes. Nope. I need to, I need to do the world of my incarceration. You ready? Let's see, countdown okay, three. <laughs> Take three. What do we do a whole episode of three, two? We will, I swear to God, we'll all do an episode like that one of these. Dude, do we do that? No, we never did What was the one with ladies where we were like, nope, try it again. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, man. Shit, what was that one? I don't remember what I was saying. I was saying something like, uh, give it another world. Give it another world. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. That's why. That's why I had just the thought. Like, did we already do that? Because then the then it just ends. Yeah. <laughs> that's brilliant. I want to submit that to a to like a podcast award. Thing. Okay. Okay. All right. You ready? Honestly, yep. count down. Take three and three, two. Greetings from the prison industrial complex. You're listening to the Notions of Men podcast. I am the inmate. No, 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 no. Give it another whirl. Uh, give it another <laughs> whirl. Holla. Fresh in the fresh from the ironing board studios. Meet me at the ironing board. Yep. The new uh this is a new meetup. That's right. Call sign. So um yeah, so today mm-hmm. we were gonna do something because we were gonna do something real serious. You know it's it's worth mentioning that in a in a, in a show that is one of a kind but is is definitely claims to be focused on instituting a little bit of change, or maybe not instituting change. Opening the windows and doors, letting a little air in, welcoming as many people into what is actually happening behind the, all the razor wire and, and mm-hmm. concrete block walls and fencing and all that stuff, in the hopes of not ramming some sort of magic pill that has to do with the solution for, for our, our flawed criminal justice system down your throat, but instead just kind of airing everything out first and, yep. and finding out, you know, what, what my, you know, basically pointing out the problems first and, and, and maybe not even that, just, just airing shit out so everyone can see and, and hopefully, uh, become, become familiar with the processes of prison and, and what it's like to be in here and all those experiences. 
But our, our total mission statement, you know, being a pebble in this Jewish prison industrial complex, there's a reason for it. It's not just just to be annoying to the prison industrial complex. It's, it's more there's a purpose, and, and hopefully one day with a million other people, you know, pulling at the thread, we will get some sort of um, some change mm-hmm. right. and figure out the, some of the problems and maybe discuss some of the solutions. But that being said, we haven't we haven't done a direct episode that I can remember that just goes directly to what are prisons, what are they here for, what's wrong with them, mm-hmm. and, and are there any solutions, right? Right. And now with this giant setup, I feel like a real jackass saying that we plan on doing this, <laughs> and we are gonna we are gonna do that today. Um, uh, but JD wants to do something different. Kind of derailed the whole process there this morning. Yep. JD doesn't care about no, anybody no, no, in prison. No. He doesn't care about the flaws or the all possible the, solutions. All the ruse. Because while we were discussing this, he got to flipping through his uh, notebook, yeah. uh, looking for notes that he had taken on the, <laughs> on the prisoner reform episode we were going to do. You have one minute remaining. And he found something that said, well, look, go ahead, read, read your note. Well, what is it? Nocturnal prisoners. <laughs> That's it. So, That's all it said. <laughs> yeah, it said nocturnal prisoners. And I immediately know what he, he means because we kind of talked about this before. Mm. And um, But let, let me hear your... So, so anyways... It triggered something, and I and I was like, "Well, fuck it, let's do it this way. It'll give because it's it's been so we planned on doing the full on. Let's get let's roll our sleeves up and get into the dirty work of prison reform. Right? Maybe like a month ago or longer. It's not longer. <laughs> At least, yeah. So in my lit in my little folded call, daily call outs with all my notes for you know most of them will be like specific themes i've had that one so when i when i fill one of those up or, or i yeah. finish an episode I'll put, I'll put it away <laughs> right so that one's been been hanging around forever and and i was like we need to do that we're going to do that today yep thank you for using G- anyways yep so so in in kind of uh, a frantic shuffling of papers in the background that i'm assuming our co-host mm-hmm. was looking for like oh shit i do have notes let me see where they're yep. at because one of the things we want to cover, I'm just going to tease the shit out of the actual thing that we're not going to fucking do today, which is, uh, which is uh, after four attempts at the intro, we um, all right, that didn't happen. I nailed no. it the first time. I nail it the first time every, every time. time. Mm-hmm. Like, Thorough, never once, I never once made a mistake. They call me Bobby through and through. In case you didn't, in case you didn't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so so in that, I you, you know you're. My ears perk up, or, or your attention does, and you say, uh, nocturnal inmates. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's... And it's like, uh, it almost felt like I was telling telling uh, my kid my kid where we were going to go. <laughs> you know? I'm like, well, we're going to go to Whole Foods, and we're going to get Zinni's Oh, that's yeah. cool, but McDonald's there's a burger. right there. there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, don't you tell your mom. A new Whopper, yeah. Let's go to... And uh, so, let me... Uh, the the reason that kind of shifted me to where I'm like, yeah, let's talk about that. And I was just in a couple of apps to mm-hmm. do something that's deadly serious or structured. But the reason it, it really, like, tipped the scales in that direction, like, fuck it, let's, let's talk about that. We can talk about other things. Is that something changed recently that really affects nocturnal inmates. So before we oh. get into that, you should, you should go ahead and describe to the pebbles what a nocturnal inmate is. Well, what it was, I think, is um, 
we were talking about insomnia or something like that, and I think that subject came up, and you're like, oh, no, there's people that just solely are awake at night, and then they sleep all day. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking interesting. Like, how do they manage? What is the, you know, do they, do they, obviously they don't go to chow at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know, like, how do they operate then? And is, is that a deterrent for your sleep schedule? You know, what does that actually look like? And I think that's kind of where we left, you know, we made a note, stuck a pin in it, and that was it. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's basically it. The, the, so, you know, I think where this stems from, it's because it happens at every, every joint, every facility, doesn't matter if it's a level one, two, or four, whatever it is, there are certain inmates that sleep throughout the entire day, right? As, as long as they can, anyways. They'll, they'll, they'll always miss breakfast yeah. unless they're awake long enough to go to breakfast, you know, late enough to go to bed. Mm. Lunch, and then maybe they'll go to dinner, depending on what's there. And then they'll stay up all night and then, you know, sleep all day. And they kind of, there's almost like two factions, right? Now, they're a much smaller group. They're pro- I, if I had to guess, I'd say there's at least, so when you're in when these pole barns, cube mm-hmm. setting, there's eight people per cube. There's usually, there's usually, I think, on average, about one per cube. That's a nocturnal inmate that that does everything in the twilight hours. Everything's inverted. God, if he and, was a uh, bunkie, that'd be annoying as fuck. Well, it just depends on how how they are, right? Like yeah. how they how they carry themselves. Because no matter what, it's like even even if you sleep like normal, mm-hmm. you know, normal hours, you're still on what is what is essentially like summer camp bed bunks. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, bunk beds. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm a foreigner. I don't know what bunk beds are. I call them bed bunks. Bed bunks. And, uh, yep. and uh, so, so you're going to get up to piss, and you're going to climb down to have to whatever you have to do. You yep. know what I mean? And so it really just depends. You can have nocturnal bunkies that are the easiest bunkies to have because they just sleep all fucking day. So you're on, you're on opposite schedules. Is it like what percentage of it is they're doing it on purpose so they can avoid people? Or mm-hmm. having to like interact with people, and then what's the other half where it's maybe a, not so much a medical concern, but it's just like, you know, hey, I've got fucking insomnia. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? That's right. I think the insomnia um, reasoning is a much smaller percentage. I think right. most of them, not just trying to avoid people, though that's a thing. But the fact of the matter is, in prison, there's just a finite amount of resources and amenities, and. If you're in the cube setting, you you know your half of the your unit has 160 something people in it, mm-hmm. and you know that's four showers, four sit down to shit toilets, four urinals, and like mm. eight sinks, whatever it is. There's two JPEs and three phones. Nocturnal inmates though, the, the phones and JPEs, the the day room where the JPEs are at and the phone access, that gets shut off at midnight. Okay. Eleven forty-five at night, and it, and it varies depending on what facility you're at. So they don't get to use those, but they do get to go to the bathroom and shave if they want yep. to, or they shit, or, or whatever it is that they they need to take care of. They can do it with less elbows, um, yeah. you yeah. know, pushing them out of out of space and stuff. So I think most of it has to do with, you know, kind of, you know, there's there's a real, um, I don't want to say, I don't know, there's a natural process of you know like they say like water will seek at the lowest level mm-hmm. i think is that yep right so there's a thing like that where with with um opportunity availability and someone's going to fill that spot right and the fact that there's a, it's slower and it's quieter and the lights are out 
there's going to be a certain amount of people that prefer to do their bit like that. And, and I understand it theoretically, you know, I, I get it. It's my favorite time of the day is right before bed when they turn the lights out and everything's dark and calm and everyone, there's still a lot of uh, buzzing around going in, in and out the day room, people using the phones, but it's, it's darker. And then when they shut the whole unit down at midnight, everything gets, it gets quiet and, it's it's a facsimile for privacy. The darkness is a facsimile for privacy in a, in a lot of ways. You know that's strange that camp reference because I don't know. I'm, you know, I think a lot of us have been to a camp of some sort, and I think that same kind of thing happens where it's like, okay, everybody stop fucking around, and then you know lights go out, and there's still a lot of chatter, and then all of a sudden it's just like fairly quiet. You know, as quiet mm-hmm. as you can get it. Mm-hmm. That's, and, um, that's interesting. But, okay, so how much, is there another certain percentage of people that are just up to do some, like, nefarious type shit? Because um, there's possibly, like, less eyes? Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, so there's certain, um, let's just say, artists of the biological kind, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that will do work late at night, and yeah. they'll have, like, a lookout, and you can predict the rounds a little more often. Okay. So... <laughs> There may or may not be like um, um, a customized book light, you know, the little bendy book light. Sure. Uh, you know, it's got a little clip where the batteries fit in. It's got a little snake neck that extends from it, and you can bend it. Those can be refurbished into um, a sweatband, like headlamp, like you know, doctors uh, will use. It. Yeah. And uh, right, and they uh, you'll they'll do some work, which just by the way, it's not it's not really ideal to be doing uh, permanent artwork on somebody using a small <laughs> LED light. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But yeah, so, so there, there is some of that, you know, it's, it's calmer, quieter, there's less eyes on you mm-hmm. in a place where there's no privacy. And even if they're one they, you know, people wanted to have eyes on you, they can't really see exactly what you're doing. Right. So, um, have you, so ever, yeah, there, there's, have you ever tried it that. just as an experiment? Oh, I've, yeah. I mean, I've had, uh, I've had nights where G.R. Joe and I stay up and... Uh, Aw, girl talk? You guys. Well, you know, G.R. Joe... G.R. Joe is... G.R. Joe is your friend that uh, comes over and um, he's like... Uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, no, you're going to watch a football game or whatever? Yeah. And he's like, hey, he waits for everyone to clear out or he waits till like, you're, you're in the kitchen with him. He's like, hey, you want to party? <laughs> you're like what? <laughs> We're watching football, dude. All right, so, uh, yeah. so yeah. So there have been nights where uh, Gr Joe and old Bobby Thoroughbred. That I'm just gonna make nicknames up as I go. Yeah, like free, just free stuff. Um, have stayed up all night, usually around some sort of new airing of an episode or a movie on the movie channel. That was Joe's big go-to because I'm the friend in that case, okay. right? In that scenario of the football. Uh, game where i'm the friend that's like dude i got kids over here i gotta get up in the morning you know what i mean right i got a job i know you'd like everyone can't live your your uh wheeling and dealing lifestyle bud right so i'm that friend most of the time but occasionally he could you know your friend's like no you don't have to work tomorrow it's fucking fourth of july whatever it is yep and you're like, all right, just one. Right. And you're like, it's. Well, we've been awake for 72 hours. What? Yeah. Where did that? What happened? <laughs> right. And so there have been nights where, uh, you know, Joe, Joe. See, when you're on a bottom bunk, they have welded ladders on these bunks, right? Mm-hmm. But they're so awkward because 
they only span the steel from the bottom bunk to the steel to the top bunk. And that's not – it like it comes up to your chest. Right. So when you're climbing up, like the point of a ladder is to be able to hold the top part while you take steps up. There is no fucking top part. Like you're taller than the, than the little – it's like four rungs. <laughs> you're gripping your mattress like, oh, God. Just... <laughs> right. Right. So, so because of that, not, it's not the best design. Uh, so in place of that, there's a plastic chair. Each, each set of bunks has a plastic chair next to it. Okay. Uh, unfoldable, just standard – plastic chair yeah. and when you're on the bottom bunk it's always sitting next to your bunk and it's for your bunkie to get up and down you know so they don't break their neck well this is how i would know i'd be late i'm watching tv <laughs> and he'd come over and sit down next to me and hey. go what hey. you doing <laughs> and i'd be like you, you know what i'm doing man what's up what but he doesn't come over there like that right. and he'd go Party. They're gonna play. Then they're gonna they're gonna start the disco. Or it's a new disc for Game, Game of Thrones. Is like the big one. He would like. Oh the Game boy. Of Thrones on. He's like, you gonna party? And I'm like, no, I can't. But I got. Should I? His school he'd be like, he'd be like, yeah, you kind of want to though. And I'm like, I don't though. And it'd be like this whole routine. And uh, yeah. I'd, he'd come back over and he'd. And he'd walk off, or whatever. It was this whole dance, yeah. and occasionally he'd get me to to imbibe with him. You know, we'd stay up all night, and uh, and so so I've been a tourist in that lifestyle. I've never been um, an active member, an actual. Yeah, I never been an active member. Okay, but it's nice. It's nice every now and again to when it's because uh, it's quiet. And, yeah. I don't know. It's just a different atmosphere. That yeah, I imagine so. But you're still restricted to. You're still restricted to just inside. It's not like you'd be like, oh, I'm going to go outside for a stroll. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely the case. You know, you're, you're stuck inside. Yeah, then how often do they go outside? You know what I mean? Like They don't really. Yeah, that's like, strange. Not, not you have one minute remaining. They're like vampires. They don't really... Uh, they don't really go outside much. Um, so you think you one? Know, you think one per cube... I think it's probably about the average, and, and there's like there's like you know varying degrees of. Uh, Do they interact with each other, or is it really I'm, like on a listen, solo? Time? Listen, it's like you know, there I call I've I've uh, termed um, the group of people who consistently wait for phone wait for the phone like phonies right. Yeah, so you get phonies. to know people who you have nothing else to do with. Like, not, not much more in common other than you see them on the phone line all the time. I would be willing to bet that the nocturnal, the if the prison uh, vampires all know, know each other. Well, I don't know, because the whole point of doing that is kind of to be left alone. Right. But you you can see who the people are, because they have their, you'll, I'll wake up to take a piss at like 3.30 in the morning, and their TV will be on. But there's been a, there has been a disruption to the lifestyle, <gasps> and that is... Thank you for using G... So... There was a shift in the lifestyle. Tell me about this. Oh. What happened? So, now, I don't know, and this will this is something we might be able to talk about in the prison reform episode that we're never going to do. Right. There, there, we have a new warden, and um, mm-hmm. I don't know how long this new warden's been here. I think two, a month, two oh, months, you mean, like that. They don't come around and shake everybody's hand and introduce themselves? They don't. Oh, they don't. shit. Um, but Another thing since the movie, then, the movie business gets wrong. <laughs> yeah, they have a welcoming dinner. Actually, yeah. we all got to get dressed up. Right. Uh, we have paper bow ties they give us, yep. and uh, we all sit there and, and uh, we welcome him or her with open arms. They give a big speech. They pass out uh, gift baskets, right. and we go back with direct uh, 
we have they give us these little pagers and we push the button and we get a direct line to the warden and yeah. talk about anything. So we go, but this uh, the broken window theory, mm-hmm. and so the broken window policy is a thing that that I think started in New York. The most famous case was in New York, and the idea goes like this: if crime's really terrible, don't focus on the the drug lords and all that so much. Is focus on the small things. Meaning, if a neighborhood's bad and there's a broken window, fix that fucking window. Make them fix that window. Find that person who owns that property until they fix that window, okay. right? But it goes farther. It's, uh, it's uh, I'll give pe- arrest people for jaywalking, give them tickets for jaywalking, mm. um, littering. It's, it, the idea is if you focus on enforcing the small rules that everyone kind of falls in line like, and stops doing the bad shit, right? okay. the really extreme stuff. Now, that sounds great in principle, um, and there are some statistics that can show, like, look, crime went down. But the connection between a direct line of, like, broken window policy and lessening, lessening crime is just some direct correlation is, is tenuous at best, right? Mm-hmm. What it really meant in, in the real world was cops going to, to marginalized and typically, you know, um, diverse, ethnically diverse, racially diverse neighborhoods mm-hmm. and yeah. stopping and frisking people and doing random, you know, what we would in here call shakedowns and searches and okay. seizures and arrests and all kinds of shit. And so you end up locking a bunch of people up for typically minor offenses. Bullshit, right. And so anytime you really lessen the population of a neighborhood, I'm sure the crime is going to go down, you know? And it's not just all bad either. I'm sure some good shit came of it, but it's a very complex idea, and and, and it goes goes awry very easily. You so, know, it takes a lot of really intentional thought out. You know, you, you just can't. You, you just go around and start like let's break these guys' balls until they fall in line. You know, a lot of bullshit yeah. happens. So it's it's my opinion that there's some version of that going on at this facility. So, they're, so handing they're, out a they're, lot of, they're handing out a lot of LOP and, like, bullshit like that? Yes, on very small stuff. There's uh, even, like, these little um, these little lines where you're not allowed to stand, like, right outside, right at the exits of the doors. What? Um, I'm looking at them now. There's probably a 10 by 10, 10 by 15 rectangle of thick red paint. Okay. And unless you're walking inside or out, you can't. You're not supposed to stand in that area. So you can't I'm, watching, I'm looking at my home. I'm looking at my homeboy Nutty. He's literally standing right oh, in there right now with totally a toothbrush hanging out his mouth. Recently, they've got people out here saying you can't stand there. You can't walk here. You can't what? do this. You can't bring a. Someone brought a bowl of Cheetos out and was eating them out here, which you're allowed to do. The policy says you can bring one food item out, okay. but you have to open it and consume it there, meaning they don't want you passing it off like from unit to unit, like using yeah. it as currency. Yeah. And the guy had like five Cheetos left. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of rookie, young, green tag COs that don't really understand all this stuff. And <laughs> you can't have it out here. And it's like not really worth arguing, so the dude just went inside. So there's a bunch of, a bunch of that stuff going on, okay. a bunch of really small uh, – enforcing a small rules. Well, for COVID – and there, there are certain joints. I, I've never been to one that, at midnight, mm-hmm. they shut the the power off. Really, Just the cable goes off. off the, totally off. Yep. And in some of some of those facilities, if you're using your tablet, they won't even let you use your tablet. What? Come on. Which doesn't? I don't know. I don't. Know. You're not even allowed to use a book light to read or whatever. It's bedtime for you. And there's also joints that make you make your bed when you get up and shit. This is. Uh, I've never been to one of them. Okay. But we get a we get a JPEG a couple weeks ago that says 
uh, it's actually like two months ago, and they say, listen, starting in April 1st, we're going to um, we're going to go back to the pre-COVID rules, which apparently was at midnight, all power is off. And I guess they let it, right, they let the power stay on during COVID because people were literally dying and there was nowhere to go. And you were just sitting, you know, we weren't allowed to be hard and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think that's how this subject actually came up. We kind of were talking about that. And then, you know, the idea of nocturnal inmates. So, yeah, what are those guys, what are the nocturnal inmates going to do when the power starts going out? Yeah. And they can't have, they can't have lights. They can't do anything. No, I, well, see, here's the thing. Here at this spot, they're not going to be They're like a little that. bit of leeway. Well, this is a really fascinating thing that uh, involving at least the Michigan prison system, and I assume everywhere. And it speaks to culture. Okay. So though, though the entire prison system is governed by a set of concrete policies that vary from, you know, levels, right? So the policies for level one are different than the policies for level two and level four, like the clothes you can have, all that stuff. But other than that, they're governed by the same set of rules. However, prisons, as most of the pebbles will will realize from the way I talk so glowingly about some of them and and not so glowingly about others, there are – each prison is very different in the way it's run, the general vibe, Mm -hmm. and I've seen – Wardens come in and out of joints. I'd say they, on average, last maybe two years or something. No three, I mean, yeah, they they change a lot. They either get moved somewhere else, or they. Well, I don't even know like what the cycle of dispersion is w- with them. But um, I've seen wardens come and go and try to change, and like we're going to do this here differently. And I've almost never seen it stick like permanently. Okay, sure. I've seen small little you know, spasms of change that end up settling back to what the normal culture was, which is interesting because you would assume the warden sets the tone for, for the place. And I'm, trust me, I'm not tempting this warden or anything to try to, <laughs> but, um, but from my experience, prison is prison and the culture for individual joints, it happened at Kinross, mm-hmm. my favorite joint out with that. Yeah. So Kinross used to be this really big level two facility that was on an air force base. Okay. And, Rumor has it they got kicked off because they kept cutting trees down. They were leasing it from the Air Force, and the Air Force said, hey, stop cutting trees down, and they kept cutting trees down. <laughs> and then they were like, all right, you guys are out of here. Yep. So they moved it uh, moved it across the street to a pole barn setting, and with it, though, and, 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 and Kinross was known as being, like, one of the best joints yeah. in the MDOC. Right. When they moved it over, because all the employees came over to this new side, um, yep. the one I was at with Joe, it was a good facility. It was a good joint. And then there were two warden shifts, you know, at least by the time I was there, there was, they were on like their third warden. And other than small details, like changing the way you sit when you go to chow, sure. everything, you know, there's a quick growing pain moment where there's like, everyone's trying to change things, but it almost always, from my experience, settles back to the normal level, the normal, sure. you know, uptight joints are uptight joints and laid back joints are laid back joints. Yeah. So I, I believe that that's what, what, what kind of instituted this uh, no more power thing? Time, ooh, first raindrop. But I'm out here. We're doing this. We're doing it. Um, at a former joint I was at, that said, um, "No more taking food out of the chow hall. You're allowed to take one piece of fruit." Mm. We're enforcing these. We're writing tickets. No more of the like free will and walking out with extra bread or whatever. We're done with that. Mm. And then they send the JPay out. 
and everyone reels it in a little bit for, you know, to kind of feel out what the enforcement's going to be. Yep. And at first, there is enforcement. There's a show of, you know, we're not going to people CEOs posted up right outside the, the chow hall door and they're shaking people down and you don't want to get a theft ticket. That's a class one ticket, You're, you, which you would, by the way, get for bringing your own food back. Right. <laughs> like let's, like, let's say you have acid reflux, <laughs> right. You have acid reflux and you can't like eat all this stuff at once. You need to bring like the bread back or something. Sure. Um, yeah. You will get a class one theft ticket. Damn, which man. ups your security, your security points, gets you kicked out of any college what? or classes you're in. You have one Damn. minute remaining. Any any garden or weight pit or anything, right? But the point is, that stuff's enforced, and then it almost always just settles back down. Mm-hmm. The regression to the mean, you know, mm-hmm. um, because it really depends on who's there to enforce it, right? Well, so sure. if it's if, if you're if you're dealing with someone who's worked here for 30 years and they're, you know, and you try to teach the old dog a new mm-hmm. trick, maybe they don't want to do it. And maybe they're just like, nah, whatever, just <laughs> stay the fuck out of my way. You guys are making us work 12-hour shifts now. Right. And, uh, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just getting worse and worse. And we're not happy. You're lucky we're fucking here. Mm-hmm. We, we know you're having trouble keeping this place staffed. So thank you. Hey. So yeah, so you may or may not be happy. <laughs> sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Happy to know that uh, the incarcerated vampires are still living their lifestyle. Right. They, they still get a little peace of mind and um, a little drink. That's what it is. At about from from like one thirty, and maybe from like two to five, mm-hmm. it's tranquil as tranquil as you're gonna get in prison. See, I'm taught using this voice. It's very tranquil. tranquil. <laughs> well, relatively speaking, relatively. Right? Still, you can still hear people coughing and stuff. And then there's also this weird thing. It doesn't last long because I think, this, I don't know if this would be surprising you, at about 4.30, mm-hmm. there's a certain group. This is another subgroup of inmates who wake up at 4 fucking 30 <laughs> and are rearing the goddamn go. <laughs> Push-ups in the fucking day room, oh playing chess. God. There are chess what? games that go on at 4.30 in the fucking morning. These aren't public library chess games. Oh, like, <laughs> check. This is like, yeah, bitch, what the fuck you thought I was doing? You ain't got shit coming, bitch. You ain't got shit. <laughs> 4 30, are you, huh? Huh? What's fighting? Like, oh, my God, no wonder you wear earplugs. I actually have one in my left ear right now. I'm wondering, and I, this is the 12-year-old in me, but just that, that time period you just referenced, the 2 to 5, just the amount of flatulence you hear. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. No? No, not at all. No. You're telling me, yes. Yeah, so no. Okay. Any guesses why you wouldn't hear that? <sighs> yeah, we did a little bit of an episode about that, didn't we? Loose cheek farts. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, you, you, I mean, maybe you're like, uh, you're, uh, I don't know, Evil Knievel or I don't know, Donald Trump. I don't know. But Ooh. I stick you in a bunk with a convicted felon. Are you just, uh, you know, probably for a violent crime or yeah. whatever? You know, are you just going to be blasting off under him? <laughs> so just like, and being brash about it too, like, you know, the. But I'm the, saying you're asleep. You can't help it. Like, well, you will hear that occasionally, but but it's not. That's I don't what I'm saying. It, when you're asleep, you can't do anything about that. 
sometimes you'll hear it was you'll hear burrito one, night. You'll hear one crack, but not like you think. It's not just uh, a cacophony. Cacophony. Yeah, just get rid of it. A caca. A cacophony. Yeah. Oh, you're disgusting. Um, but yeah, that, that's not. That's not. Uh, that's not. You don't. You're not just hearing the old below the waist yeah. trumpeting throughout the night. Just another but, one uh, of my Farley moments where I'm like, God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so stupid. So yeah. Um, so in place, of, I just want to recap real quick. In place of meaningful discussions about prison reform and the criminal justice system, our our favorite co-host mm. just uh, yeah just wanted to talk about uh, nocturnal farting, insomniac, insomniac, <laughs> nocturnal inmates, and farting. You're and, uh, welcome. I listen. Good decision. Listen, I listen to the people. This is what they really wanted. <laughs> You're a host. What they want, and we give them what they want. I'll stand in the rain to uh, insomniac farters yeah. all day. You think I, think I want to do that shit? Yeah. Prison reform will have to wait. Not that we would have been able to do much anyways. I would have got probably lost down the rabbit hole. And now we're we're teasing it, and now you hold yeah. us accountable, and JD's going to go do a bunch of research. And on the paper, I'm going to make sure I don't mention <laughs> Uh, anything else you could, like take and it becomes this uh, strange tangent what um, okay before we get into it is there anything else to add you want to talk about anything any uh, updates any new name ideas when when I called you you introduced yourself to me before we started the show as Maserati Clayton yeah and uh, apparently you went around telling everyone you oh know about this name it's fucking hilarious and then I hit you with the Bobby analog but, He's proud of it. You're proud of it. I'm he, proud of that It one. made me laugh. It did. Because uh, it took me a minute to realize where what it is. So it's a play on Bobby Digital, yeah. which is Rizzo's name. We're getting lost in the week. But it was funny. And uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and I do uh, I do love you a bunch. So uh, without further ado, mm-hmm. why don't you fart us out of here? Okay. On behalf of GR Joe, a.k.a. Joey Provolone. On behalf of Mama C, a.k.a. Mama Z. Bobby Analog, a.k.a. Carceral Jones and all you pebbles out there thank you so much for stopping by the Ironing Board Studios and we we love you are gone we gone sounds good sounds good hi everybody Mama C here for the complete library full episodes and bonus content and mainly to support this cause visit Notes from the Pen on Patreon to learn more about Bobby and prison reform, visit our website, notesfromthepin.com. And follow us on Twitter to stay current. This has been another Notes from the Pin production.